Hello and welcome to Southwest News Media Sports Podcast, Sports for Dummies. I'm Todd Ablin with Tom Chardon, Eric Croucher, and Dan Huss. For the week of June 7, 2019, we're talking about lacrosse section playoffs, a disqualification in Minnetonka track, and all the high school league decisions from last Monday, including a vote against the shot clock and the addition of classes to a few sports. We've also got Croucher's Tweet of the Week and our favorite sports moments from the last week. Well, we are coming down to the final weeks, guys. Final weeks of the 2018-19 school year, which means not enough sleep for me. (laughs) Trying to fit everything into our sports sections this time of the year. Tom's favorite uh, team's being eliminated, so you can count down to, to summer. (laughs) <laughs> your, favorite your favorite is when you get to count down a team uh, being eliminated. Oh, and... no, I root for them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Especially the ones that put stats in. Wow, those teams are awesome. We got, uh, we got some, section, some section stuff finishing up. We have state tournaments this weekend for, for track and field. Softball. Softball, yeah. Good. Going to Caswell. Make sure you wear one of your uh, hats to protect your head from the sun as you're standing up on... Uh, I won't have to do that at 9 in the morning. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Mankato is closer to the sun than, uh, than the other <laughs> set aside. So, what, uh, well, let's talk, let's talk a little state softball. How does Eden Prairie feel well, I think in they, this type of field? No chance. Ooh. They're late. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think they like their draw in terms of their options. I, they didn't want to see Maple Grove. They didn't want to see Forest Lake. And they actually scouted Eastridge. So that's who they that's who they get. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at QRFs, if you put any faith in that, they're right next to each other. Eden Prairie's four. They're both four and five. Pretty close. So they've got... They've Who's the one, then? Forest, Forest Lake, Lake is one, uh, Maple Grove two, East Ridge three, Stillwater four, Farmington five, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great first round, <laughs> great yeah. first round matchup. You got the two, the two uh, last champions, Farmington from 2017 and Stillwater from 2018, uh, going head to head in the first round. So that's kind of a fun matchup. But uh, I don't know, Eden Prairie's new kids on the block and. Well, Eden Prairie in that uh, the section final two games played nearly flawless, except for a couple base running mistakes that should have stopped the game from going to extra innings, but it did. But Eden Prairie played really well in the section championship games to beat Shakopee twice. So I was impressed with how Eden Prairie played. I, it, just like in any level of softball, any big tournament or anything like that, it comes down to pitching. You know, pitching and catching, and if you have a dominant team, uh, you know, a dominant pitcher. Like the Benning girl from Stillwater, she went on a great run last year. Um, it it makes it makes a difference. So, how do you feel, Eden Prairie? Will well, Eden Prairie's that? got good pitching, but yeah. they don't have the pitching like you know the Maple Grove Metro yeah. Player of the Year and Forest Lake's got a All State yeah. pitcher. I mean, they don't have that, but. They've got balance. She gets the job done. She must have thrown I 200 mean, pitches in the second championship <laughs> game. And Eden Prairie never, in those two games against Shakopee, they never trailed. Right. Okay. They can, and they, they're a good defensive team. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think you're smooth sailing. I don't think there's any construction on 169 <laughs> down in Mankato. So 
enjoy your trip. The weather's supposed to be good. They usually yeah. get a, st- a storm down there. Oof. So yeah, that storm so just from jinxed you. A couple so. years ago was was nasty. <laughs> I had to bunker down at a brewery and a bar for three hours. Had to. So. Well, you had to eat some food, so <laughs> we went to Nankato. And then, you know, you can't just sit at the table and not order something. So then we, you know, had another hour and a half to kill. So Rob LaPlante from Buffalo and I took care of some business. Well, and I've, I'm going to just be there for the first game. My daughter graduates tomorrow night, so no uh, late Aww. afternoon games for me. He's not staying there from 9 a.m. to midnight like you do. Yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, you win, you got to stay. Plus, you need, if, you, if you're in my life, then you have to go home and take care of kids. Love you guys. Uh, but uh, you, so you stay at work. Uh, other state track this week. Who Anybody from the area got a shot at winning events? Jordan will be... <clears throat> In the running for this Class A state title, they qualified ten individuals. Boys, right? Boys, and, and they will compete in twelve of the eighteen events at state track. The boys yeah. will. Time to move them up to double. So a. they will yeah. be in. They finished fourth last year, and they will finish. I'd be almost shocked if they were in the top two teams there. Yeah. They got their two-time defending state champion the hundred meters, and he's running the hundred and two hundred this year, and anchoring the four by one. They have the Best qualifying time in the four by one, so they will be right up there for the state class A state title. So that's in class A. So I don't know about class double A. Anybody got it? Parker Ellis is back to defend his long jump title for Prior Lake. Um, Prior Lake has got I think twelve events covered. That, so that amount of quantity just kind of makes you a top 10 team, doesn't it? Well, it's different at state track. You could have 12 events covered, but if you don't get anybody in the top five, you're probably not going to do very well. Right. Probably got two relays. I think what's going to hurt them is their four by one got DQ'd in sections. They probably needed that to make a real push for the team title. But their four by two is loaded up. They loaded that one, and that could challenge top three. I, you know. If everything falls their way, I think they could maybe be have their best ever finish, be top five in the team rankings, maybe push for top four or three. It's going to be tough to beat Hopkins in any sprint race. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got the state record, the all-time state record holder in the 102, right? Isn't yep. He? And I think they've got the all-time state record in the 4 by one and I don't know about the 4 by 2 Probably 4 by 2 well, the Prior Lake girls, I mean, Tanya and Walgrave ran 14.52 in the 100 hurdles at sections. So that's got to be pretty, that's got to be in the mix. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. Jordan had a one hurdler hit, meet the state qualifying time in the prelims, but didn't qualify for state because he finished third in the finals. So is that a good he, rule, bad rule that you got to hit the qualifying time in the finals? That's always been the rule, though. Yeah. Uh, that's how it is in swimming. That's how it is in But track. you can hit the qualifying time in swimming in the consolation final, right, and qualify for state? Yeah. In the con- but that's but it's got to be in the final day, yeah. Right. But yeah. there's two finals in swimming. There's not two finals in, in track to do it. So It rarely ever happens in swimming. But, that, but a top two or three finisher wouldn't be in the consolation right, finals. Right, right, exactly. I've seen it all. I've seen it... Um, and I remember many years ago, Carrie Kramer's sister was .01 from the f- swimming in the Constellation heat in the breaststroke. And it happen- it's happened in the oh, 500 freestyle. Yeah. And you get these loaded sections where somebody swims under the cut and the 
consolation in swimming. But well, you talk about how the qualifying standards and track seem to be extremely tough. Swimmings are always a little easier. Right. It seems like a lot of swimmers make it on a standard. I'd time. rather have it tough. Yeah. Yeah. There's so for like track. Uh, I mean, we had so I had a guy from Chanhassen who's been on the podium the last couple of years. He got third in both events and ran times that would be like seated fifth or sixth in the in the state meet, but because there was two absolute studs ahead of him, the, the standards were impossible. Only two kids two kids made the uh, standard in the entire state. That, in the thirty two hundred. In the thirty two hundred. That's why Eden Prairie's Jake Darrow and has a chance to win it. Yeah, because half the guys were knocked out of it because he only took two two kids. So, you know, it. Do we do we want do we want the best kids at state? Well, no, I have an argument all the, you, all the you, time in every section. You, I say make make the standard. Well, the, the standard is the standard is the the, the last five years fifth, fifth place, place finish yeah. at, at state, which is crazy. average. So. If you're, I don't know, it maybe be a little, maybe top But eight. it just, it You're seems not running kinda, state time at sections. I mean. It seems kind of odd how, I mean, I looked, it wasn't just the third, it was the distance ones for sure, yeah. but the same thing happened in Polvo. I mean, there was one kid that made the standard. If, And that's from section 6AA, which is Tops. typically yeah. the top yeah. section in the state. Right. So yeah. you would think there would be more people making the standard. They just don't, they don't want. They don't want to have three heats of something. They want to, you know, they want to have two two heats because there's eight sections. They have 18 spots. They're not going over 18, you know, spots. Uh, they so they make it intentionally tough. But it, it's, I mean, we were looking at section golf. The champion is section six AAA from Edina at a 150. Well, there was nine kids in section two that were underneath 150. The cut was like uh, was 146, 147. In section two, I mean, you had two of the top players in the state not make state because so track has they, nothing they shot a 73-74. Yeah. So golf is harder. It's 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 one of those things where the standard should be tough to make state. I don't yeah. know if it should be that tough, but maybe it should be tough. It should be tough. You should have to. Golf's not going to go away because it's just money. They have to they have to pay more tee times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. So. Started hearing things Thursday night at about midnight. Got some emails. Our producer, Rachel Minsky, got an email uh, about a disqualification. Last last race of the 4x4 four 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 at the Section 6 AA meet up in Orono. Minnetonka's 4x4 four four team, which finished second in a qual- state, quali- state, state standard time. Four teams actually uh, made the standard in that. Um, they were disqualified for quote throwing the baton um, after the race. After after the race, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Kids get mad and and chuck it or whatever. I actually saw a kid from uh, my area two years ago uh, celebrate by throwing it. The officials definitely saw it. But turned uh, turned turned the other way to it. Um, video, they found, the parents finally found video, and for the last couple of days have been trying to get anybody to listen to them. Well, the video the seemed team. like she was just tired and just dropped the baton and then laid down on the ground. She so. not only she dropped it in the grass. In the grass, I didn't even. And then, and then went to her knees behind that little thing, <laughs> which is after a four hundred. Four hundred, you're running full out. Everyone. She ran a 58, brutal, 58 it was a split. Brutal, brutal ruling. Whoever ruled that, 
yeah. needs to be uh, addressed. Well, he he told he told the coaches that she threw the baton in a spiking motion, which we all saw was more of a toss to the ground. It wasn't even a toss; it was a drop. A drop yeah. to the, uh, in a, you know, and so um, I think everyone's in agreement that the wrong call, the wrong because it it's a judgment. It's call. the wrong call. It was. What is he? Why is he even bothering? That. It's not like she chucked it somewhere. She yeah, basically dropped like, it. Turn your head and just go to the next thing. And not like she, like she did, flung it to the ground and bounced and hit somebody. And, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, if it's if it's if it's a gesture of disgust because you got second place or something like that, and you're showing up another team, fine. There was nothing. It, it was just not like, like I'm tired. Get rid of this. Tired. Rid she of this dropped baton. it. She went to her knees. Looked like behind that little it's advertising her, her, her sign her or whatever down. it was, and that was it. I mean, was it because she didn't just continue to run on the track and hand the baton to the official? Well, it doesn't happen ninety percent of the time. Those but kids are usually those kids are take it though. Those the, kids are collapsing at, at the, the state end of, at the state meet. The officials are right there at the finish line to take the baton to make sure nothing like that happens. So they're collecting those things two seconds after the crossing the finish line. And I could see. I mean, or that section meet was at Orono on one of the. First hot days of yeah. the summer on a black track. I mean, yeah. she had to just be oh. tired. Beat. Well, here, here's two quotes I got last week, Rough. I can't remember the exact wordings from two four uh, from two mid distance runners. A boy who's going to be going to the academy to run, who runs the 800. He tries the 400. He said that uh, you know the 400 is like it's just muscular. You have to be muscular. And he's like, it's living hell. Like, it's absolute hell when you are uh, running it. Um, and a girl just said, it, in essence, it it is just grueling to run a 400 awful. as a girl. And I mean, if you think about it, she ran a 58 flat. Well, right now the top time in state is like a 57 seconds. So she just ran it at like a state, you know, like a state podium, uh, you know. Of course she's exhausted. Do you think do you think you know those kids are falling down after that race and here they're thinking, I better hold on to the baton as I'm going to the ground. You know, my when I when I responded to the parents, here's what I said. There's a judgment call. It was absolutely the incorrect judgment call. But the state high school league is not in the business of changing officials' calls. No. They will have, have never they, go against an official's call because they just they back they them up that, for once, anything. Yeah. Once they do that, they'll be setting precedent. So Correct. They can't, they, there's no there's do. no appeals process. There's no court. They wanted to take it to court. They're not. There's no sports court that you're gonna get it they to. They take it to court. It ain't gonna happen before, right? Yeah, the East Ridge kid that didn't work out real well, did it? No. I it just it's the the problem with the call for me is that they forget that these are kids. That girl right there is a freshman in high school. We forget that they're kids, and maybe they maybe she skirted the rules just a little bit. So bleeping what? There was no malicious Good. intent. I, just, I mean, I was I was at that meet, and there, I mean, there's lots of relays that are crossed in the line. There was lots of reasons you could DQ teams, yeah. but they don't. I mean, this is a section meet, and it's got to be pretty egregious for that to happen. And this that was not the case. Right. I I just remember like a couple of years ago. Section two, it was a class A meet. They disqualified disqualified a state qualifier because after the race they saw he was wearing some kind of improper uniform or something like that. And I said, you know what? 
Somebody should have seen that in warm-ups and just said, hey, kid, take off that or whatever. I hate that they, they wait until... It happened at Friar Lake you know, just... probably 10, 11 years ago where a girl was wearing the wrong shorts or something in a relay and they wouldn't have taken third or second in the relay, which would have put him third overall in team standings. They got DQ'd and they fell all the way to eight. Something like that. Back way back. It was back. I, I think it was probably 10, compression shorts didn't match yeah. your uniform. Yeah, it was something like that. Like, it was something it was bizarre. Something, yeah, yeah, different compression shorts. Though. But you got. I mean, that's that. Everybody knows that. You got. You can't. Everyone knows you know, the rule. You can't blame. That, you can't blame the official for that. You got to know the rule. When they have it. I mean, that's a podium. That's a podium team. <laughs> that's an all-state medalist team. Well, by the time this podcast is over with, we'll have our state lacrosse field. Lacrosse to me is like watching, teaching a 16-year-old how to drive a stick. <laughs> it's rush up the field, and it just stop and just slow down. Rush up the field, and stop and slow down. Throw, shoot wide, and then you still get the ball back because you had a guy closer to the ball. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. I can't stand it. I can't stand watching it. The girls is, I don't know what to say about the girls. There's just too many whistles. You can't do anything. Having a daughter who's about to turn 16, I'm glad we have two automatic vehicles. Lacrosse is like teaching a 16-year-old how to drive a stick. It's just like jolt, and then just stop. Jolt, and then just stop. That's all it is. And then you face off, and whoever gets the face off is jolt, and then stop. But aren't you impressed when they pass it around the circle like 200 times? No, that's when your dad's yelling at the 16-year-old, you got to put it in the first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always amazed, though, at that. Like a, t- a good team can pass the ball around in a circle for like three minutes without losing control of it. You know, it's one thing when the guy like runs around and keep you know it's play, it's keep away. But when you're passing the ball and you and that basket is pretty tiny and sometimes they're you know so I'm always stunned by the beating that some of these kids take with the sticks. They must oh my god they're just, they're just running down the field. All of a sudden you hear crack crack crack, and they're still running. They don't even stop. The kids yeah, are, on the girls' side, if anybody ever gets a break, I don't know why they just they don't get slashed. It just stops the play, and everybody play. can reset. The goaltender can reset. Everybody yeah, can absolutely. reset. And then she runs a little bit, just hack her again. <laughs> everybody stops. Everybody can reset. All of a sudden, it's halftime. <laughs> it's all just halftime. Well, maybe you should coach Couldn't it. get a shot. That'd be my opinion. Anybody running down the just hack them. <laughs> the whole play will stop. Maybe you get a 30-second penalty where you already feel much shame. Yeah, just hack for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> or just accidentally get in somebody's way. Or pick your stick up too high. Just high stick. Reset. Everybody's got to blow the whistle. The ref takes it takes them 30 seconds to get everybody in the right spot. <laughs> nope. One more step back. Another step back. Keep going. It's tough. It's watchable. Minnesota State High School League held their big meeting on Monday. I did not go because I was golf. I thought it was Tuesday. Uh, some big news came out. Some Shot stuff was, was was knocked down. Should we start with the denied part of it? Shot clock. It actually went to a vote. Like that was like the only vote there was. Uh, like a roll call vote was for it's that one. Yeah. Everything else was either nothing was done or it was yay. Shot clock defeated thirteen to five. No, no f- new format for boys or girls. Same old sections. They want that new 64-team format. They didn't even get it. They didn't even bring it up for a motion. Nobody. So they, they, they're like telling the coaches association, stop bringing this to us because it's not going to happen. They but, want regional representation. So They have always have been. Well, but in the Metro, they don't really care. 
The, re- the, the well, I mean, the there's Brainerd, there's Moorhead, there's Rochester, Rochester, there's Duluth. East are all four A teams. Yeah, but they all come to the Twin Cities anyways. For but these the reason teams. why football is, guys, because there's none. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about regional representatives. They want but people to come. I think down. what did they say the three A four A coaches. There was like eighty percent or something like that were in favor of that proposal. So for them now, even but as you saw, if you didn't send representatives to talk about it, they just they they said no thanks. The people who came, they actually listened to and they at least voted on. But they, they mean, should lower their expectations and. And do what I've said many times: crossover section title games. One plays two. I think that's what that's they what did. they were going to do. It, it used it started out as a sixty-four. Yeah, now no. it's just reseeding. It was yeah. 16. So the last sixteen teams are going to be. So you'd have yeah. So everything was going to be the same until the into the section final. So instead of Eden Prairie facing Prior Lake. It would have been Eden Prairie versus somebody else. Prior Lake versus somebody else. Eden Prairie versus North, and or no Rochester Century, and yeah, and um, Prior Lake versus North. Something like that, or you know, or they would have maybe seeded out. One I mean, it might not have worked out in some sections, the same, same, but section three and four, you would have had Eastridge playing Burnsville and Eastview playing a really good Cretan team. So you might have gotten two out of four mm-hmm. and not three. So it, in some situations, it could have worked. Doesn't matter because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's just they don't. Yeah, they. Yeah. No shot clock. Class 6A football got one past the the, the board. There's there's no. But there was. Brainerd was there at the time. They're out state. Not anymore. Brainerd. Well, they were when they made the decision. Brainerd's coming down. But. uh, I think think they wanted, you know, those big, big school football teams just let them. Yeah. They wanted nothing to do with it. No one wants to play them, so that's it. They can do their, keep them happy, then they won't schedule. I, I mean, I, to me, I, that, that I mean, if you're going to have a 32 team bracket, you still got you got to seed it one for 32. The way they seed it now, well, you got to have 32 just, teams first. Yeah, yeah you need to have 31 now, 28 in a couple of years. I mean, It'd be down to 16 in five or six years probably. Shot clock was I, I, I get why people want it, but when District 196 where I live. Is cutting like they're like five million dollars or something in the hole, and they're cutting teachers, or cutting programs, or cutting everything. You can't say, "All right, we're going to go spend ten thousand dollars on each of these high schools to to, have, to to install shot clocks, and then what? We're going to have to find somebody to work the shot clock. It just it doesn't work for uh, for a lot of districts. I mean, I saw again today Hutchinson. They're five hundred thousand dollars in the hole. They're going to have to cut things. As a school district, you can't say, we're cutting educational stuff, but we're going to add um, a silly shot clock, which hasn't been needed. It's, so. it's needed for two or three games a year when yeah. a team decides to, to sit in the corner. You know, so Steal the ball. I think shot clock would be nice, but it's not necessary to make the game, right. make the game better. It is what it is at the high school league. There yeah. sure were a lot of people upset with that decision. I know there were. Well, they, everyone remembers the Shockley Hopkins game and that from the state a couple of years ago and thinks it's a weekly thing. That, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that much. was just as much Kuya's fault. Yes, it was very much. He could he sat back for five minutes. He could have came out and defended the guy and make a move. He defended the guy and made yeah. a move. He yep. just sat there. Exactly. I thought it was great because I'd take my chances in a one possession like that Almost worked out for him a couple times. Yeah. Well, did. it was it was Hopkins was it was either tied, so Hopkins was either going to tie or win the game. 
and Chakra decided that they're going to tie or lose the game, and they decided just to sit back and. Or maybe a sh- early shot, you get a rebound, call a timeout. Yep. I mean, I didn't. So instead of trying to play them straight up, you probably you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. Maybe it, that game is probably a, the the push for yeah. the shot clock, and it still is, but. It, once in a lifetime game, it, you don't see yeah, that. There's too many people that watch Once the NBA in it. this town, and they go, oh, "The NBA does it, college does it, high school better." No, we don't need to do it. There's nothing wrong with our with our high school game right now. And like we said before, if you go out and play defense of those teams that are trying to kill the clock, and they try to pass around for two minutes, they will eventually throw, throw the ball. ball away. Absolutely, always happens. You see a team in the game, three minutes left, up a couple baskets, try to kill the clock. They always turn it over. Always. Yeah. Other sports. Volleyball, no-brainer. We knew that was going to happen. Soccer. Uh, soccer. I didn't know there was this many teams. To, I mean, I thought it, is there any team north of St. Cloud besides Duluth in Moorhead? I'm sure there is. What, there's not. Cherry doesn't have a team. <laughs> and Cotton Cherry and, is Cherry is a population of about 48. But they have, <laughs> they have a high school, I think. They do, I have, mean, they do have a trap shooting team. I mean, Ely doesn't have International Falls. Don't I mean? But didn't I just, they say that the the top two classes will both have sixty four yeah, teams? Correct. And then the rest are in the bottom. I go, how many more teams? There's gonna be twelve teams, and they all make state. Right. It's well, gonna be Worthington versus well, Worthington's bigger. So Cherry. it's gonna. <laughs> Cherry's gonna get a sock. Southwest it's gonna Christian. be Southwest Christian against New Life Academy in the Class A. <laughs> State championship. Oh, yeah. big old MCAA yeah. conference of old Trinity rivals. of River Ridge. River Ridge. Will I mean, well, huh, I guess. That, hey, maybe that one team that keeps getting disqualified will have a shot then. Cross country <laughs> passes. They. Well, the they, question they, with all these adding sports they, is: will be uh, is like volleyball? Will I have to go to four day tournament, and will cross country have to go to a two day? That wasn't brought up in volleyball. Will have to go to two day. Cross country was yep. brought up that they might have to start charging for that um, now because of the added cost of having a third class or something. Well, they can't I mean, run like, all three classes in one day. Track, I know it, the track. It's track November. Is. Track didn't was even track wasn't my problem is my big. I don't have any problem. The only problem I have is cross country because. There's 16 teams in a section, seven runners per section. That puts you at, what, over 100? 22 make state. Now you're going to have eight teams in the top cross-country class. That's 56 runners per section, and 22 of them will be at state. 22 out of 56. <laughs> Embarrassing. So more, almost, almost half of the field will be at state in cross-country per section. Hmm. That is a joke. They have to cut it down. They won't. No. Uh, well, so 56 runners now are at sections for your section cross-country team. 22 of them will be competing at the stadium. Two teams and eight individuals. Todd, enjoy your 14, two, years of two, two, two years of two years of Jordan Chakabee. Or it was 22 out of about 120 <laughs> kids. Again. Because you had 16 teams. So it was, it was worthy of making it. Now, now you can just shuffle up there in the middle of the pack and fall down a couple times <laughs> and get water and go make it. And guess what? Section six, though, will still be. Section six. <laughs> we'll still, you, Minnetonka, Eden Prairie will still be battling Wyzetta and Edina to, to get there. I mean. They, they might not have to battle Washburn anymore, though. Yeah, Washburn will probably go down to two A. Plus, I think now it really, it really, cha- it really. Before, I think in some of these, it, it's. Depth was important. That fifth runner was important. Now you need people to move up and get up high because there's less teams. There's less top teams who are not going to be in the team standings, but they have good runners. They're going to be in between. So now you better – depth 
it's not going to make that much difference no. in section cross country. You better have some horses up top because the people who fall back, your four and five to me aren't going to matter that much anymore. Right. Yeah, you're not you're not falling from six to fifteen. Eighty-eight. You're falling from six to eight. nine. <laughs> yeah. So you better get Lee training. He's going to have to be a top runner for Prior Lake in a couple of years. He lives in Bloomington. Never mind for Bloomington Jefferson. <laughs> Kennedy. Wrong side. No, Jefferson's right side. Oh, okay. Well. All right, Croucher's tweet of the week. I don't really love you, you You were scrolling for so long. I know, but it, 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 it's really nothing good. It's kind of been boring lately. <laughs> we want to, while I'm looking this, do you want to... Um, do sports moments? No, discuss um, a little baseball. No. Well, Eden Prairie playing for a section title. We'll tonight. just let Lake, Mr. Lake Conference Dan Haas take care. Of it. And they play another Lake Conference team. Imagine that. And I, although I, I do think the weather delay will benefit Edina because oh, they'll get their pitcher back. back yeah. But uh, for the second game or the first one? Well, they'll get probably Saturday's pitcher for the first one, yeah. and they might get Monday's pitcher for the second one if there is a second one. Depending on the Monday pitcher through on Monday, he probably could come back tonight or Wednesday night if you need an inning or two out of him. So even here to Eden Prairie, just take care of business tonight. Well, right that's I that's their approach, and even if they because they have Tyson, if they tonight. have to use both pitchers tonight, if they have a chance to win and it costs them using their second pitcher, they'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You go for the win tonight. You don't want to come back. You never want to come back. No, you Sometimes you have to. So, but they should have their top two guys ready to go, right? But they they did that. You know, baseball has done that different than softball. I mean, we talked about it last week. Where if you lose that first game, chances, you know, the moment everything shifts and in that second game, I mean, it usually goes to the one that wins the first game. Baseball doesn't do that. Chan did that a couple years ago. Beat Chaska twice. Baseball used to do that. Now they have theirs on separate days. Section three still does it like that, though. Yeah. What kind of seed will either one of those teams get at state? Wide open. Stillwater's number one. So <laughs> after that, it's so wide open that baseball's just weird. There just isn't. There, there's a lot of thirteen and five teams Absolutely. in the regular season. It's just. I mean, neither Eden Prairie Diana has been or. Currently ranked in the top ten. So is there rankings? <laughs> <laughs> they, might, they might still be from April. Okay. But, uh, which was from what's last this, year. What's this tweet from? Standing water near nearby with this Minnesota River as everyone's swatting gnats. Oh, the gnats. At an aggressive pace. Here, do you want to plus, feel the back of my head right no here? Plus, no scoreboard. Okay, where were you? Gustavus. This I've worked at. That could have been Eden. I've worked at. I've worked at. I've worked at meet for thirteen years. Section two track meet. One time has that scoreboard been used. Uh, Todd and I were sitting there swatting gnats. We're like everywhere in the Twin Cities right now. And so you, you gotta step up luckily the trainer for Gustavus gave us some stuff that... Worked for about an hour. It worked you... for about an hour. It burned a little bit. <laughs> it smelled like pure gasoline. Yep. Uh, but we put it on it. But I, yeah, I have gnat we got, bikes. We also everywhere. got year 13 covering section well, two track in the books back on the road with a picture of your steering wheel. Well, I was parked. 
at uh, <laughs> at, a, at an eleven dollar tab at Taco John's. Says MGM, St. Peter. I got a little sun that day. All right. Nat's son and year oh, thirteen. Look at it's all covered everywhere. Back it's all here. covered. Well, you know. Any athletes? Athletes of the week. I got one. Uh, so Seth Thompson, he's a thrower for Holy Family. He is the fourth Thompson I've covered. Uh, his th- uh, three sisters were good athletes. He became the first uh, thrower at Holy Family to make state since 2010. So, uh, yeah. He's That's my good. only Class A guy for Todd to take pictures of this weekend at state. From my area. I will go with uh, Eden Prairie's Jake Darwin, one of two... Uh, 3,200 runners to beat the qualify standard, and Jake uh, ran the section meet in the third fastest all-time Eden Prairie time, and has a chance to be the all-time Eden Prairie record holder on Friday. I think he went 914 <laughs> something. Todd's going That's with great. the Jordan Hurdler, who broke the tied the state standard in the prelims, I think. And then didn't, didn't do it in the finals. Yeah. On appeal. Yeah. Welcome back to Leah Deedle. I will yeah, go. She's with, I got one from Prior Lake, Tanya Walgrave, section champion in the hurdles, school record. She also anchored the 4x1 and 4x2 Prior Lake relays to section championships. And on Burnsville, you got to go with Avery Sawchuck, who qualified for state in golf, breaking a drought. Burnsville hadn't had a girl to state since 2009, so she broke that drought. And what's funny about that is the Burnsville boys in 2016, Avery's brother, Nolan Sawcheck, qualified for state, and that broke a 12-year drought <laughs> because they hadn't been to 2003. So the Sawchucks know how to break long golf state droughts, I guess. Yeah. Todd, your kid was pitching on a night. Could we yeah. just make him the yeah, sure. sports hero of the week? Yeah. The 11 AA team crushed. He died on 19 to 15 on Monday night. Oh. 19 to 5. 19 to 5. Okay, yeah, 5. I was going to say. I was going to say. 19 to 15. You can't talk about the yeah. pitcher. Then. 19 to 5. Hey, you can all run a 19 15 pitcher game. with 100 runs. <laughs> In 10, 11, you baseball. That's it for Sports for Dummies this week. I'm Todd Ablin with Tom Chardon, Eric Croucher, and Dan Huss. Rachel Minsky is our producer. For more sports coverage from the Southwest Metro, visit southwestnewsmedia.com. Thanks for listening.